everybody. Bonjour à toutes. Dag allemaal. Welcome to the second episode of Bad Radio. Bad. Usually there would be three of us, but our dear co-host Mia Melvar is at home with COVID and we're sending you much, much love and warm wishes. So it's just the two of us as your host for today. I'm Mara Ittel. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Jessica Giselle, she, her. And this episode is called A Space for Style. Recording from Brussels at uh, BNA BBOT. Uh, Bruxelles nous appartient. Brussels beruht uns zu. And uh, today we'll discuss the notion of style in queer spaces with a bunch of invited guests and listen to some different audio fragments from our archive. We are live streaming this recording, and if you're listening right now, then an extra warm welcome to you. And before introducing our lovely guests, we would like to give you some context on what BAD is and is quote-unquote radio. BAD stands for Brussels Almanac Dykes. That's an online map that attempts to gather as many as possible Brussels-based queer and feminist spaces from the past and present, both on and offline, that are based in Brussels. It is self-nominated, meaning that people are welcome to suggest places that they think belong there. And if you're listening right now and notice that your favorite or your own queer or feminist place, collective, bar, cafe, party, or whatever, is not on a map, we would be so happy and thankful if you would send us a message about that. Yeah, and even uh, though this project is still in its early phase, it pretty quickly became clear that we had to come up with a way to highlight the people behind these different often community-driven spaces uh, on our map. And there are many, many people who are either holding up or safeguarding or caring for these rooms and spaces that mean so much for us and are such an important and historic part of Brussels. So we started this mini uh, podcast series and we hope it can bring some of the voices from these spaces a little closer to you. <laughs> we have three lovely guests for you today. Welcome again and happy birthday to you, Marijke. And uh, to kick off, I think maybe each of you can like introduce yourselves, your pronouns, and tell a little bit about what you do, and voila. Hello. Uh, so my name is Maria Kederover. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I think, uh, well, I'm a performance artist. Um, I, I, my work is, is quite um, political and, and focuses especially on uh, feminism and... Um, compulsory heterosexuality and how like these things are represented in the media and uh, I don't know, I make jokes about it in songs. <laughs> um, I think um, when it comes to like fashion and style, uh, I, fo I found it very interesting and funny actually to uh, be invited um, because uh, Even though I work a lot around fashion, I'm very interested in fashion, uh, I would never um, um, like see it in relation to um, 
like my queerness, except for the fact that I've been called by many of my dates to femme. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that that's not, yeah, that, that that's not, um, yeah, I don't know how, yeah. anyways, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I look like a princess right now. I have a, <laughs> a puffy pink dress. And dog, dog pants. So it's it's my turn. So I'm I'm Axel. I'm, I'm full spectrum. He, she, they, them, the whole the whole thing. Um, well, I worked as a journalist for years and photographer, and also I work in movies. And I'm also launching my own ed editing company, a feminist and queer with Virginie Despentes, a longtime friend of mine. And it's going to be called La Légende Edition. And, uh, well, style is quite something in my life here, yeah, of course. Um, um, it's a long relationship I always had since I was a kid. Uh, and I think it's a very interesting way to, uh, for, to aff affirm, affirm, is it correct? Affirm your sexuality and gender. And it's it's a weapon. It's a, it, it it has been all my life, and um, and it will continue to do so. I guess your turn. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Wutengu. I'm um, I'm she, her, um, and I'm a astrologer. Firstly, <laughs> at the moment, uh, but I like to think that all my practice around spirituality, tarot. Uh, and astrology is really driven by my identity, which is Afro-descent and queer. And I think that my sense of style and my appreciation of style, fashion, is really became um, like my first memory became uh, are from my father, which is a, a big. Um, Sapper. <laughs> this is the name that we give to um, the people that dress a lot in Congo. And, um, and I think that uh, I develop my sense of style through my community in the queer POC community. And it's really like a big part of it, yes, sure. We're so happy to have you all here. Um, and another feature of BED is that we have a fortune teller that is based on small fragments from our queer and feminist and lesbian archives. And in the middle of the table, you see some papers and you can all take one if you want and uh, you can read it. And if you want to share, you can also share your fortune of the day with us. You want to read it? Well, not particularly, but I find it interesting. It said you will find your inner militant dyke. You should also find all the others at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Gonna put this uh, above my bed. Well, my, mine is perfect, too. Huh? It's uh, your fortune for tonight. A woman with money, power, and talent <laughs> will arrive at the bar. But will you be able to get a ride with her? Of course I will be. Uh, do you want to <laughs> switch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want yours also. <laughs> I'm, known, I'm known for that. I'm known to arrive at bars with my fucking beautiful motorcycle. Yeah, maybe we should start with our uh, first uh, sound capsule. So, uh, as I think I explained already before, we have made them 
other fragments uh, from interviews with people who are strongly involved in the Brussels queer scene uh, from different generations and uh, they speak of spaces and places from past and present. And the first uh, fragment, uh, it's really uh, an, uh, from an older person. It's um, a person called Agnès, and uh, I interviewed her in 2018 when she was 82, I think. So she's really a Brussels lesbian bar pioneer, uh, born in Brussels and raised in Brussels. And uh, her nickname uh, was, uh, back in the days, Cassius Clay. I don't know if you know, he was a boxer. And um, she would go to these bars and fight with other, she identified as like an elegant butch and she would fight with other butches over, uh, over women. <laughs> so um, she's quite something. She's also a legend, I think. So uh, the fragment is in Dutch and French and uh, I suggest we listen and then I can uh, explain or translate if, if it wasn't clear. Ik ben, uh, ik ben bij mijn ouders gebleven tot mijn 21 jaar. Toen moest dat. En dan ben ik uh, 21 jaar ben ik naar Brussel komen wonen omdat ik hier werkte. <coughs> Allee, daar werkte. En ik was, uh, nou, mijn eerste liefde was, c'est un garçon, c'est un petit jeune. Dat dat even goed een jongen kunnen zijn, hè? mijn eerste. En op een keer komen mijn ouders bij, bij ons thuis en we komen juist van de... Uh, was er, hè. Alors, on a des de, de chemises de dom, quoi, sur, sur la table. <rire> Mes parents, ils ont des chemises d'homme. Ah, bon, ils n'ont rien, je n'ai rien gezegd, mais dans le heb ik un brief gekregen van, euh, dat was van, van mon père, van mon père, dat weet ik niet meer. Dat ze dus begrepen hebben, euh, wat ik was. En, euh, euh, oh, dat dat geen probleem dat ik euh, gelukkig. Ik heb altijd bij mij. Mof. Ja, want ik heb die nog onlangs euh, teruggevonden. En euh, dus het bijzonderste was dat, dat ik gelukkig was. Dus, euh, het is, ja, het is, dus dat is terug, euh, jaren terug. Dat was in het jaar, maar ik was 21 jaar. Dat was zeker 22, dus dat was in... Uh, it's a long fragment in, uh, in Dutch with a bit of French. Did you understand? Or nothing. Nothing. So she, yeah, so she says something that she uh, moved to her own apartment when she was 21 and lived together uh, with her partner at the time. It was like uh, une garçon, so she had this butch petit Jules which is also like a Brussels slang for like a more elegant uh, butch person. It was really a word in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Sometimes you hear it uh, still in bars, I guess. And uh, her parents came to visit her and then they just came back from the Wasserette. Uh, you know where you wash your clothes? The, whatever, the, the dry cleaner. And, it, uh, and all the shirts were lying there and uh, her parents saw them and like realized that she was a lesbian and... and uh, but didn't say anything, but just like by seeing the, the shirts they knew. And then later they sent her a letter to say they saw it and they were fine and they wished her all the best, which is quite special for someone in the beginning of the 60s here in, uh, in Brussels. Is it something you can relate to or, or not at all? Personally, yes, I can, totally. 
as a, as a, I guess as a personal history because um, and also on a, on a more historical point of view, but on on a personal level, um, my father was a dandy. You your father was a sapper, but my father was a dandy. Very inspired by British style, and. Uh, I don't know why, but not that he wanted me as a boy because he has, I have a brother, but we got very alone, my brother, my father and I. So uh, when I was young, like, I don't know why, but he used to take me to the tailor and, 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 and ask them to make a suit for me, but like a boy, like very British boy suit. So I used to go to school like this with my flannel and, uh, and, and very English style with shiny shoes and a cravat. And so at a very young age, I was, you know, I was like completely into it. And, uh, and, and I think it affected me for, for the rest of my life, I, I guess, huh? because uh, I was 11 or 12 and at school people were laughing about me, but I was super strong. So I, I, I was punching everyone. Basically, and um, and it and I guess I kept this um, this attitude, butch, petit Jules attitude, until now that I'm 53, um, mixing with elements of rock and roll, of course, because I'm a big fan of rock and roll, and um, and also to like to um, uh, to go on with this kind of a heritage of of butch era. Uh, which is now a little bit old school, I guess, but it, it's disappearing because because lesbians don't need to, you know, to to dress like this, I guess, to 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 be themselves or whatever. It's not it's not the fight anymore. Um, but well, I, even though I don't speak uh, Flemish, um, I I can relate totally. That's my um, feeling. Sorry, because this is not in. Um Directly the fragment, but uh, I find it funny because my father, he um, like he really, really wanted me to dress boyish, like yeah, the the baggy pants. It was the fucking nineties. Also, um, we all looked like this, but I wanted dresses. I really, really wanted the pink dresses uh, and everything. Um, so. No, I, I think it is very important, like at a young age, you already, um, you either go with that um, which your parents like give you or either you very much push against it. And then actually my parents really were not um, okay with, uh, with the whole being a gay thing, even though they made me look like a lesbian, so <laughs> I mean, like it's a tiny one. <laughs> Then uh, when it turned out, I liked other people in <laughs> like baggy pants or cute dresses. No, and it was really not okay. And that's, I mean, not so long ago. I find it quite crazy that, um, yeah, that was so easily accepted also, not even a conversation. My parents, when I got home, they had all the di the pages from my diary ripped out oh my and they God. were just lying <laughs> on the table. Uh, that was my coming out, so... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I really hope you're not listening, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think for my parents it was quite okay, but also, it's funny, your, your story is really similar that, 
to the one uh, of my sister in, in a way. And um, bon, my father was okay if we were expressing our style, but my sister were, were, were very, very uh, masculine. And yeah, he tried to go with it after a time and it was okay. But then uh, it's really like when, we, when she said it, because she, she said to her parents first, they were just like, okay, <laughs> at least if you are happy. It, it was quite a bit like the, the fragment actually. D didn't want it to talk so much. They were just like, okay, be happy. <laughs> And for you, it was different. Yeah. For me, it's more. But they, they, I see that they don't want to have this conversation. My mother, she was super shocked. I was like, "But you already have one daughter that is lesbian, so <laughs> like, I don't know." And then she was like, "Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. I don't know why. Uh, because I think they were waiting on me to be the one that will give like children and stuff, and it's not. <laughs> sorry." And uh, but uh, my father, he don't want even to talk about it. Doesn't care. But it's fine. It's okay also. And did you sometimes steal clothes from him or your sister? Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. But uh, I, because uh, my big sister, she had five children, so now he's he's okay. He has his uh, grandchildren, so he's happy. This is really <laughs> the only thing that matter. And now he's getting old and he's giving us his clothes. So it's also like, he's okay with the idea, yeah. Yeah, because I think in the, in the fragment, it's, um, I think uh, this, this Agnes uh, person, I think it was maybe good for her parents, but she also says that in, the, the, yeah, in those days, she called it raser les murs, that they were really like, um, walking in the evening very close to the wall to, to be sort of uh, hidden. And, and, and um, so, yeah, I'm also like, I guess the, the aim of, 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 of this episode is also a bit like to discuss where this style is coming from and if it's still relevant today. And I think you touched mm. it already a bit. You well, said, like, I, I wish I could explain more, but my English is a bit... Uh, but you can say it in French. Peut-être engager le français là, mais euh, oui, j'ai l'impression que le, la, la butch, quoi, le, le, le style de la butch attitude, tu vois, telle qu'on la connaissait à Paris dans les années 60 ou ici, j'imagine, c'est pareil, on a, on a, aux États-Unis, pareil. Euh, C'était quelque chose, je crois, que, qui est en train de disparaître, évidemment, parce qu'aujourd'hui, le. Le, le statement d'être d'être gay, lesbienne, trans, tout ça passe, tu vois, différemment. Le passing passe différemment et, et, et peut-être que on a. Moi, je vois, j'ai 53 ans, donc j'ai fait beaucoup la nuit. J'ai vécu la transition de la nuit où c'était vraiment la nuit à Paris dans les années allez, fin 80, début 90. Euh, c'était très euh, butch femme. Il n'y avait, avait pas grand-chose encore, qui, il n'y avait pas d'alternative, tu vois, il n'y avait pas euh, l'influence. Qu'est-ce qui a influencé quand on a fait le Pulp, nous, cette boîte de nuit qu'on a, qu a tenue, euh, qui a été vraiment le démarrage de, de ce changement euh, radical de, du style des lesbiennes à Paris euh, C'est parce qu'on s'est retrouvés 
tout un groupe avec différentes influences. Donc, il y avait une Canadienne, il y avait une, une Américaine, il y avait moi qui avait vécu à Londres, il y avait euh, des Françaises, il y avait des Espagnols. Et on s'est tous retrouvés dans ce groupe qui a fait que là, le, tout, tout un style a émergé de nos personnalités, de nos influences. Moi, j'étais très influencée par Londres, par le Londres des années 90, de, début des années 90, euh, où, où j'allais, je, je voyais toutes ces boots, leather dyke, incroyables. Mais c'était dingue, on, était, on allait au fridge à, à, à Brixton et j'étais encore toute petite, moi, hein, j'avais 22, 20, 21, 22 ans et je voyais ces meufs avec des, tous les, les blousons en cuir. Comme, comme j'avais vu, tu vois, c'était un mélange entre des Hells Angels, des punks et, 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 des, et des, des, des gonzesses, mais pas incroyable, quoi. Elles étaient tatouées avec des, des, des casquettes de nazis, euh, des, des blousons en cuir, des bottes allemandes, avec des, des, tout, des esclaves attachés par terre. Enfin, moi, j'étais aux anges et je voyais tout ça de mon petit esprit français qui, qui, qui était très comme ça. Et là, tout a explosé, tout a volé en éclats. Et j'ai trouvé qu'il y avait, putain, Ed Gwynne, c'était formidable, vraiment. Et tu vois, c'était l'influence de la musique aussi. Et pour nous, être lesbienne à l'époque à Paris, c'était so fucking boring. C'était les polos Lacoste relevés pour faire un peu, un peu butch là. Euh, le, le blouson chevignon qui remontait juste en dessous des côtes. Euh, tu vois, les West. C'est une fashion today, no? Oui, mais je sais, c'est revenu. Mais à l'époque, c'était le cauchemar. Pour, pour une fille qui aimait le rock comme moi, comme, et qui, qui, on était tout un groupe comme ça. Il y avait DJ Sextoy, il y avait toutes ces filles qui allaient émerger DJ Chloé, Jennifer Cardini, tout ça. On était des toutes petites, petites dykes, là, et on, on était encore avec nos, nos petits carrés et, et tout, tout a volé en éclats au moment où tout le monde s'est regroupé parce que toutes ces influences euh, d'Anna Wise qui était du Canada, de toute la, la, de la West Coast et qui est arrivée avec, pareil, c'est son influence de San Francisco, Los Angeles. Et là, bam Et donc, je crois aujourd'hui, quand je regarde le monde tel qu'il a évolué, ben, je suis ravie, évidemment, de voir tous tout ces, ces jeunes complètement décomplexés et qui prennent le style de tout et qui se réinventent et qui réinventent un style et qui, aujourd'hui, on s'en fout si t'es dyke, gay, trans, whatever. Euh, voilà, il y, y a du style partout, j'ai l'impression. Ce qui n'était pas le cas dans ma jeunesse. Donc, moi, je suis émerveillée je suis toujours souriante, j'emballe pas mal, <rire> pour rire. Mais, mais voilà, je trouve qu'il y a, a aujourd'hui une belle évolution dans le milieu. Do you want to react to that or do we yeah. move to the next round? It's a, it's a very nice uh, like memory. Thank you for But, sharing. Yeah. But I also think that internet is like makes stuff so much uh, easier to like find found your tribe and like also acceptance in different tribes where there is like which are not known to be like welcoming uh, queer people um even in like now hip hop or like milieu like this you can find um, queer people i don't say that yeah for sure like the queer community is always the <laughs> more cozy for us But uh, also it like makes a lot, lot, lot more influence, that's for sure. 
let's move on to the next fragment mm. and then keep your thoughts if you have any right now and we can still get back to them. Um, this one is um, talking about the topic of style more in a way of a political statement. It's by Marnie Slater, a Brussels-based artist and member of Mothers and Daughters, a lesbian and trans bar. And the fragment was recorded in the first edition of the bar in 2018, and it's in English. Personally, in the public and in the world, I like to think of my gender as more contextual because I get read as male, female, anywhere in between by strangers and in the public in the public realm all the time. So I and I don't take offense. Eh? This is not something that hurts my feelings or I feel contradicts my essential identity at all. I'm pretty sure that I don't believe in essential identity. I believe in socialized uh, and culturalized identity. Politically, the history of feminism to me and the history of queer identity and the history of lesbian identity, for me, these are, I 100% align myself with those. So even if I um, can acknowledge that my gender has a certain fluidity, especially in terms of how I present. Politically, I'm, I'm very clear. Yes. So, um, yeah, just talking also a bit more about fashion in relation to identities. Um, do you have any thoughts on this or how do you feel? Does it speak to you? Yeah. I um, find it interesting to talk about, yeah, whether there's something as this uh, essential identity and whether it's also, I mean, I find it interesting that in the beginning uh, that we're asked to um, give our uh, pronouns. Um, but to me, the way that I dress or present myself, it really depends um, on how I feel and it's not very, or I don't really associate it with um, like my gender, even if I dress to other people's um, um, feeling more masculine sometimes, it's the same thing when you can dress like old or young for your age, or you can dress um, um, well, I wouldn't say like no, anyways, that. Um, it really depends. It's a very good way of expressing emotions, I think, much more than an essential um, being. And I think this is also what I like with being in an online space um, and to not have to depend on, um, like, um, maybe one uh, group of people that you are alike. And I think it was interesting to see. I, I don't know so much... Um, how to say, um, you don't have to present in a specific way anymore to be recognized exactly as um, a lesbian, as a dyke, as um, any of that. Um, there is enough spaces to meet up with people. Um, so there is a lot of um, creativity that my train of thought is getting lost because I keep going back to <laughs> when you were talking about Because before. it's okay, but you're, you're quite famous for your memes where you... Yeah. You make uh, many queer lesbian uh, situations and, and recreate sort of straight yeah. images into a queer no, context. So exactly. I'm yeah. Um, I think what what um, I find interesting is to put these um, like mostly hetero girl boy stereotypes uh, 
and, and compare them or make fun of them uh, when it comes to queer dating or in my uh, case, like or specifically for me, um, lesbian dating. And there is a lot of play with, of course, how do you um, like behave? How do you dress? I was giving the example also of the dressing younger or older because, you know, in many um, men-female relationships, I'm exaggerating now or I'm making, but there is an inherent power imbalance, um, which I think in relationships in general um, is a thing. But so for me, what I find interesting <laughs> to look uh, for exactly that and so to um, like go on dates with uh, women who are quite a lot older than me or exactly who uh, present a lot stronger or masculine and then to also really play the part and um, be um, very girly. But these are, um, yeah, they, these are tools um, and, and um, yeah, things that I like to, yeah, that I like to question. I don't know really how to, you know why I make memes actually, because it is <laughs> <laughs> to put images in very uh, simple language together to um, represent complex thought. That is what I do. When I actually have to talk, it goes or, like um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is, let me see. Oh yeah, it's uh, also coming from uh, Mothers and Daughters. At one point, uh, so in the Mothers and Daughters bar, there was like, uh, I think, Severine from uh, Biennale Bibliothèque set up a table and asked for testimonials from people uh, who visited the bar. So the first one is from uh, Marianne Lenz. She's uh, one of the also older LGBTQI plus pioneers of Brussels. She's the one that uh, does L tour, uh, tours, lesbian tours of Brussels. And she also attended the first uh, lesbian bookstore in feminist bookstore in Brussels in the 90s called Artemis, which was also at that time quite special. And um, she's saying something. And after her, uh, there's a short fragment by uh, Brit Mosselmans. She's a mixologist uh, who runs Match, which is a queer networking uh, project here in Brussels. En tant qu'enfant, bon, j'étais une fille, je voulais pas être un garçon, mais je voulais pas être une femme. Ça, pour moi, c'était vraiment un drame et j'avais pas envie d'être ça. Et j'avais cette notion que c'était quelque chose de pas si naturel que ça. I do use, uh, I mean, or I try to use fashion as a way of expression. And I also love to see the, to to use it, the, both the feminine and the masculine aspect so that you have the fluidity. Sometimes maybe make people hesitate. Is this now a boy or a girl? Or <laughs> And if you see them, has the, the hesitation, I, I, I find like in that way you already sort of dismantle the the norm you you make them wonder like huh uh, that part I, I specifically like any thoughts it was it was uh... well yeah of course thoughts um <laughs> uh, um just, just um, what can i say yeah i can completely relate it to to this this is where i'm coming from 
uh, at the time when I was 20 years old, yeah, to, to, to be, a, to, to pass for a boy was a kind of a resistance, it was a kind of a, you know, like, I didn't want to, to be normal, I wanted to be abnormal, you know, I'm like, I, I, I missed that, that little, like, the punk era, but the, you know, my generation was just coming just afterwards. So all this, um, you know, attitude of being non-conformist, non-conformist, I don't know if it's correct in English, but was, um, uh, was, was a statement, as I said previously, c'est, bon, alors, être un garçon, passer pour un garçon, aujourd'hui, ça, ça paraît un peu... Euh, vraiment, enfin, oui, un peu passé, mais pour moi, c'était à l'époque quelque chose de, de formidable de pouvoir prendre des, des influences. Euh, moi, j'ai, par exemple, personnellement, j'étais très influencée par le, 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 les cuirs, les, les cuirs, cuirs américains de San Francisco. J'étais très influencée par, euh, par cette image de, de l'homme gay californien à moustache avec ses bottes. Son... Vraiment, le, le leather, leather scene, pour moi, ça a été une grande influence. C'est pour ça que quand en Angleterre, j'ai vu ces filles-là qui étaient, waouh, qui, qui s'étaient finalement accaparées tous ces codes, c'était très important pour moi. Parce que euh, je, je, je me suis affirmée sous l'influence de, de, de gays plus que de lesbiennes, parce que le monde lesbien était assez euh, difficile, enfin, il n'était pas assez difficile, il était inexistant, euh, en France en tout cas, à l'époque. Et donc, euh, pour moi, l'identification s'est faite avec les signes extérieurs de la guétitude et le plus extrême qui convenait à ma personnalité un peu fantasque. Euh, était évidemment de, de leather scene. Alors euh, oui, trouver très vite pour moi, euh, euh, c'était la résistance, elle, elle était là, c'était forcément euh, euh, Tom of Finland allait y aller à fond. Hein. On se mettait des trucs dans, dans le pantalon, on se collait des moustaches. C'était dans toute cette époque dans, dans, les, dans les barguets on faisait des descentes avec mes copines et, et on mettait des chaps et, et, des, et des bottes et, et, on, et on dansait torse nu et voilà quoi on y était, on était des, tom of, des, des tomettes des, to, des tominettes of, 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 of Paris je sais pas mais bon toujours est-il que ça c'était évidemment bon pour, pour rebondir sur l'extrait le, c'était c'est pertinent pour moi voilà mm. But you're, uh, you're talking about these codes, and I think it's also something I'm curious, or we are curious mm -hmm. about, like, what would be these codes today? Because I think before maybe it was more clear. Maybe you can say something about these... Yeah. <laughs> we shine with the codes. Yeah. Somebody I has the codes. I live, I live <laughs> in the code, past, please. <laughs> you, you, maybe you, you, you no, so you can I, express I, it. I like, the, I like this uh, fragment, and what it makes me think, because I never... Um, Like now I'm more experimenting with my masculine side sometimes when I feel it. But I really think it's more for me about power and sexuality. And I just want to express more on that side. And sometimes it makes me... Yeah, I, I don't really relate this about being masculine or feminine. Or it's, well, it's more about mm. power, nudity and 
sexuality. Well, I think um, I, I can understand what you say because it was, um, I, I guess, uh, it's, it's, it was not so important like to be a boy or a girl. It was beyond that. I mm -hmm. think it's, it was like to be some kind of creatures, you know, that, uh, that made uncomfortable the people exactly. around us. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it was not to shock them. It was just for them to be questioned, you know, in their own... Uh, you know, like uh, the world de, uh, definition du monde, mm -hmm. qui j'étais, avec qui je couchais, euh, j'étais, parce que je me suis jamais non plus, euh, sinon je serais, je serais trans, hein, euh, j'ai cette partie-là en moi, évidemment. Euh, Peut-être qu'aujourd'hui, euh, que j'aurais 20 ans ou 15, euh, j'irais je, je, dans cette direction-là. À l'époque, ce n'était pas du tout facile, ce n'était même pas une question, ça n'existait pas, donc euh, pour autant, je ne me suis jamais, j'ai jamais quitté mon côté féminin non plus, et c'est ça qui me faisait kiffer, c'est de conduire mes, mes super bolides. Euh, oui, j'avais des motos extraordinaires, et alors, waouh, wow, c'était, j'étais très fière d'être une fille sur cette moto. J'étais pas, euh, voilà, un mec sur cette moto. J'étais quelque chose qui pouvait se déhancher, euh, regarder par-dessus mon épaule et dire, hé hey, hé. Hey, et ouais, mec. Donc, pouvoir. Voilà, donc c'est le pouvoir. C'est quelque chose ouais. de jouer avec le genre, le style, s'approprier des codes masculins, tout en restant une fille, mais en même temps n'étant pas une fille, mm -hmm. en disant Ah non, ça, c'est pas, pas pour moi, quoi. C est, c est mm -hmm. pas, tu vas pas me rentrer dans cette case. Et je pense que le, le look vestimentaire, moi, pour moi, a toujours été. Euh, le style a toujours été. Ce, ce passage secret en fait entre mm -hmm. entre mes deux personnalités je sais pas yeah. pour vous mais non. cette ambivalence quoi for me actually the, like quite um, well it's the same but quite the opposite happened um, like coming from from more countryside and the people who did the few people who did identify as lesbians or queer um, had still very much um, these um, like signifiers Um, or coats, um, they were not the, the leather dykes or like they were not cool. They were these sporty <laughs> um, countryside lesbians, I'm sorry. <laughs> But for me, very important um, to not fit in, like to, to be um, different from both like my friends who, like my straight friends, but also not really um, be one of like all of those um, women who like women, the ones that I know, it was extreme femininity, but not the sexy uh, feminine, not the big décolleté, not the short skirts, but an, an extreme, um, like almost desexualized uh, femininity, which I found um, like to me very empowering and to me felt um, like fighting against something that is a uh, norm and something that um, like too many would feel in your face. I found to, to be a prude <laughs> visually and then not actually, that was um, very, like that felt very strong um, to me. There I felt very much or still feel very much um, like in charge of how I present myself uh, to people. Because it plays again um, 
like uh, with my interest in this um, uh, compulsory heterosexuality and watching all these uh, romantic movies uh, and to play with uh, Compu exactly. compulsive heterosexuality. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Axel, I also have to think about you with, uh, because you talked about uh, Tom of Finland, there is his lesbian sister, G.B. <laughs> Jones. Oh, she connais pas. Yeah, she's from Canada and she made the Lollipop Generation. And, and, uh, well, can, uh, I, can, can you approach? Yeah, I, I'll show you after, yeah, okay. after the episode, but uh, I don't so think she gets enough credit. Describe the picture. We that's see, a girl yeah. version. Yeah, it's like oh, two yeah. butches in leather on this uh, Triumph uh, motorcycle, yeah. which you well, probably know more about. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's quite The thing is that for many times I encountered dykes on bikes in America and 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 they don't look like that. Yeah, it's totally That's like this problem. police. Uh, yeah, very good. It's a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It's still a whole thing, probably. I also feel like the more f feminine, not straight people often sometimes feel like I need to wear this or that to become more visible, which I find very sad, actually. People just need to be themselves and express themselves and yes if you like women and only women or women and men or whatever I, I, I don't feel like there are certain aspects or accessories that you should wear to, to make it seen I forgot to do the, the introduction to this fragment mm -hmm. but it's also done by Brit who we just heard before who was the founder of Match and uh, yeah, femme fashion, how do you relate to this? Um, I, I think that with what you said before, femme are not popular. Like we don't have success here no, in Brussels. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> not Can we really. just not respond to this and just make an announce? Yeah. Access yeah. <laughs> <Yes. Yes. laughs> queer femme. It's okay. It's no. not for real. No, it's true. And do you know why? Well, if you don't go on this, they cannot tell you, huh? I don't know. I don't know. This is something like, yeah, with the friend. I just started two dates from Holland <laughs> and Paris. <laughs> I just like, I, I belong here. I don't try anymore. But ici, t'as pas de... No. Rien really? du tout. Parce no. que t'es très belle, hein, quand même. Merci. Merci. Moi, je suis il n'y a pas aucun problème. Mais quand but je ne comprends pas. C'est improbable. But you really feel like it has to do something with the yeah, because when like the, the, the queer style in Belgium or something, I don't know. Well, if it's Belgium, I don't know actually, because you say Paris. For me, Paris also was very bad. Um, it's not the best. Holland is better. Holland. Okay. Holland. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. In general, because also not just being femme, I think also just having an interest in fashion and. Um, style, I feel, yeah, um, is just not so um, common or appreciated, um, like in films. Uh, I don't know. And also, I think we have a bad rep. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it comes Actually, to being emotional or something, mm. and you just have the stereotypes male female again i feel um but it, it is true that there's a, li a little bit of a blockage because i remember at the pulp i used to date a femme girl she was very femme <laughs> and and when she used to come at the pulp to join me 
separately, the the the, the people at the door would not let her in. <laughs> it was like, no, you're not a dyke. Yeah. You know, and she was like, what? Do you want my, uh, you know, my ID, my dyke ID? <laughs> uh, you know, and yeah, that's that's true that there's some kind of a blockage. But also I think that the... Because as a non-white person, it's also always something that's... Like, I prefer to date non-white people because just to be, like, safer in intimacy. Mm -hmm. And in Paris, the scene is bigger. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I was breathing a bit. I was like, ah, okay, nice. Okay, but me, I'm open to every... I'm open to, like... Every kind of, of uh, people, actually, are not even uh, only a uh, woman. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just feel that for sure femmes are being judged and a bit discriminated. Let's exchange, let's exchange <laughs> the numbers. No, but also I think um, because I feel like when I talk about it, I very much talk about uh, online dating spaces mm. because... Even worse, I feel, as uh, very feminine presenting, um, it already has to be um, a uh, space dedicated to lesbians to to feel comfortable enough to flirt because most times just guys come up to me um, or girls, they think I compliment them because I want to know where their pants are from. I don't care, my pants are cooler. Mm -mm. I just want to flirt, but it's really difficult. Mm -mm. I find to yeah since there I is agree. no visual um oh for a, a date I match with a girl before my Tinder like so in la saute and <laughs> she called me sis I, like yeah. and then it just like <laughs> <laughs> and I was like but no 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 I didn't I'm not on Tinder for having girlfriend <laughs> like friends yeah yeah It happens a lot, no? When time. I talk to... Yeah. I'm sorry, this is not so very interesting, but still, uh, often talking, like, almost a week, and also talking about sexuality and stuff, and then people are like, ah, oh, yeah, uh, I am just on Tinder to be friends. I'm like... No. It's okay, it's like, if weird. you meet people in an, like, in an open space, you never know, but on dating apps, I sometimes feel like a fool. Mm. Wow, I feel like a dyke, uh, a dyke dinosaur. <laughs> I totally feel like a dyke dinosaur. Me too. You too, huh? Okay, we, we're thinking the same thing. Why? I've never been on the app, girl. Yeah. I've never been on You're the lucky. app, girl. Well, like a, a, you know, like a kind of pretentious side of me would say, I don't need to. Uh -huh. But at the same time, I can realize now that I'm, I'm very But passé. No, no, but I, I also think that for us, like me, if I go in a random bar, men gonna yeah, come same. to me, not girls. And Yeah, but I, because I used I, to be in a world where there was a lot of dyke bar also. I was spoiled, maybe. I was spoiled. In Paris, there used to be a lot of... At mm -hmm. some point, there was a lot of bars for mm -hmm. girls. Yeah, but this not shows anymore. there's still a, a big need for... Yeah. For queer bars. Yeah. Yeah. But do you feel like it's just running queer doing? bars? What are you doing? Are you working on it, girl? <laughs> we need a bar. We need a bar. We need a bar. We need a bar. We need to. No. So people, uh, people who are into fans and listening, <laughs> the Instagram is open. So, uh, 
Maybe that should be our next application. <laughs> we can do to make a dating. Uh, dating for fans. Dating for, dating for, for, for fans. Radio, yeah. But I'm sad to hear. It's, it, 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 it really is, is very is, sad. Yeah. But, not but I so also, I was thinking about it. Or, no, it just, is it, is it something? Because I also feel it sometimes also when I go into queer spaces that I feel like, oh, nobody's going to recognize that I'm queer or something. But then I'm like, is it just my own fear or is it actually... I am very straightforward. Yeah. I flirt with people. <laughs> like, I am very straightforward. Um, and <clears throat> I, well, we're not sharing personal stories. We can do that another time. Um, it's not that. I don't feel like it's in my head. Um, and I hear it multiple times. It's mostly the bi-curious girls. <laughs> my heart breaks every time. <laughs> that and the straight women. Um, no, they they just like ah oh, yeah no like the the more masculine the more um, I cannot explain not us. There's still a lot of work. To do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I think it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and now is also the time if you have any upcoming projects or something you would like to announce, um, then you can do that now. Well, I have uh, yeah, the opportunity to talk about the, the releasing of the first book of La Légende Edition, which I'm, I'm creating with uh, my friend Virginie Despentes. Uh, we're going to, our first uh, publishing, is correct, uh, will be about this famous club, uh, The Pulp. Uh, we, we were lucky enough to find uh, this um, photographer who, who shot uh, inside the club from 1997 until the beginning of 2000. So it's the first part of this, of this club. This, this club was uh, uh, on for about 10 years, so it's the first three years. And uh, there will be some texts from Virginie and also from Labourette, which was a, a personage in Paris, very queer. Um, and he, he, she will write a, a, a fabulous text to, 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 to publish among the pictures. And it will be out at the end of uh, the year. No, I have performances coming up, but yeah, I'm just working on a new project about... Um, um, uh, which persecutions and to see how, um, especially against queer women, and to see how forms of violence like um, um, like BDSM can be used to uh, reclaim also pain uh, and pleasure. And so I'm making a pornographic horror musical. Sounds amazing. No, with COVID, I don't program more than mm. two months. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well then, bye, ciao, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. This was episode two of Bad Radio, a space for style. We are Jessica Giselle and Mara Itel. Thank you, Biana Bibliote, for hosting and recording us. Our technician is Flavien Gillier, and the mixing is done by Ruby Bernabé Plus. Music by Les Perdus, a queer Antwerp-based music theater collective. Our website is made by Lauriane Panel, Roxanne Maillet and Lorraine Ferter, with extra help from Anna Caceres, Betty and Chicho. Special thanks to Agnès, Marnie Slater, Britt Mosselmans, Sarah Thierry and Maria Lenz for the interviews, and to the archives, AVG Karif, Fonsuzanne Daniel and Rosa. 
And of course, all you Brussels queers, thank you. BAD is an initiative from Girls Help Brussels with support from Equal Brussels, Égalité de Chance de la Ville de Bruxelles and Visit Brussels.